Hey, 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 it's me, Katie here. Grab a notebook, add a cuppa, and join me in the Sociology Staff Room. Hello, and welcome to the Sociology Staff Room. We've got Anna with us. Hello, how are you today? I'm good, thank you. How are you, Katie? I'm good, I'm good. Like most people, uh, sort of getting ready for the sort of festive period. So just sort of break down, although this might come out after the festive period. I appreciate that, as I've just said that. But um, we're talking about trips today. Yeah. So I'm going to sort of ask you, really. Like, I've seen, I feel like, I don't know if you feel the same, but I feel like trips was a thing. Then, like, COVID happened, then trips wasn't a thing. And then trips are now becoming a thing again. I don't know. What are your thoughts? Re, yeah, re trips. I think, yeah, I think last year our school tried to do a bit of a big push on trips because obviously there hadn't been much happening during COVID. Um, I've always loved a trip. Um, so I'm always happy to find um, any trip to go on. So yeah, as soon as we we're allowed to get back on them, I've been I've been back on it. Oh, excellent! Yeah. Tell me a bit more about that. Tell me where you've been to. Like I I used to love a trip. I'm not gonna lie, I used to love a trip. But mine wasn't so much COVID. It was it was more the I think it's having children. I think, and I was like, oh, I'm really like I'm thinking how I'm gonna navigate. I feel like maybe it was just a bit of a cognitive overload with me of like managing school managing children and then managing trips but love to hear where you've been to recently okay so this term i've, I've been uh been on three trips this term actually um so first of all i did a trip um in september um which was a play it's called malima's tale um, it was on in London. It may go touring, actually. It was basically about the ivory trade and following the story of an elephant that was killed for its tusks. Um, and I was worried. So I thought, oh, I could take the students for green crime. I'll take a few year 13s. And I was worried it might be a bit too arty and not like tangible. But actually had a really good like tangible storyline. And it followed the kind of corruption like across the world from country to country. So it's really good for showing like those like global connections and how you know it passed through like different um different parts of the world and um, it was actually and it was a really good play like the dramatic side of it was really good as well but the students like they could get it and they could follow it and they really enjoyed it um so that was good so i'm always on the lookout for like film and theater that might like tie into some of the themes that we're doing and um, then i took year 13 to the Royal Courts of Justice, which is a trip that's organised by the Museum of Justice and they run it in Manchester, Nottingham and London. Um, and they basically do a workshop where you simulate a court scene. So all the students have a role, be it like um, there's a judge and then there's the jury, there's the witnesses, um, there's a defence and, um, and the prosecution, barristers and solicitors. Um, so depending on how many students you take, you would have a certain number, of like you might have more or less witnesses or your jury might not be quite full, but they basically send you a pack. Um, and there's different crimes that you can choose from. Um, so we did one on cyber harassment because I just thought that might be quite good, something that they need to might need to understand the law on a bit more for their own personal kind of benefit. Um, and they got to meet a judge at the end. She came and they could ask questions to her. So that was really good for crime and deviance. Um, and then every year in November, there's a national free film festival for schools um, run by Into Film. And they always do different screenings and they have them in different categories. There's normally like a kind of health and socially type category. So I usually try and find a film that I can take the students to um, in that. Um, so and take the year 12s. 
and also those are normally in quite big screens and you can book like a lot of tickets at once so even if you've got quite a big cohort you can take a big group so i've taken like 50 i've even taken like 100 before um and this year it was a film that was out last year called she said it was about sexual harassment um in hollywood and how the whole harvey weinstein thing like unraveled so that was really good because that was obviously relevant to feminism and just their general sociological awareness so yeah that's that's where i've been out on about this term wow i feel like it's almost a, that's i mean most people that's why i did the shock face because most people will do one a year you know one for the 12s one for the 13s normally in the summer term no the sort of <laughs> what they call the engine of the year right the first term when it's hard going you're out there doing tricks my question to you and this is more of a practical question is how do you then do them because obviously a lot of schools maybe it's just different schools and your schools all right but how do you get the time off because obviously schools don't like students off timetable no. the implication for other subjects um there's normally only pockets within the year you've also got mock exams and stuff like that maybe not for the 12th day but yeah so how do, how does that work for you um i think I'm quite lucky i think my school is quite supportive of wider learning and enrichment um and also i at the moment am only teaching many sixth form so i didn't need cover to take them um other teachers can get upset if you're taking them out of their lessons too much um and at our school i don't we're only allowed to take year 13 out in the autumn term of year 13. um but i try to do it on a day when they would have double sociology anyway so that the impact is like um reduced a little bit um and then depending on where you're going sometimes you can be there for a little bit of the day or well, that depends on the travel most of these we ended up being out for the day just because of the travel time that we needed um but i think just making sure that the you tell the teachers in advance um, and get approval and make sure the students are catching up work and not just kind of thinking oh yeah they can get out of their lessons but i think mm. i'm quite lucky that i'm in a school that's supportive of enrichment yeah definitely so that's my next question i think it goes to that same why is it what have you found as the benefit you've obviously taken three trips out two two <coughs> two cinema or one play one cinema and then the call house what what, yeah. what have you seen what impacts has that had the positive impact um, so I think this has different kind of impacts, really. Like, um, I think it's good for their wider understanding of things that are going on. I think it's good for their like application skills as well, because they're obviously like having to think about things in slightly different contexts and then apply mm. them to what they've learned or take what they've learned and apply it to what they're seeing, like maybe in the theatre, centre of the theatre um, or the film. Or sometimes you can see things before you teach them. And then when you come to that topic, you can refer back to it and be like, okay, what do you remember from that? How could we like link that in? So I think it's good for their for their application skills. I think anything where you're kind of cross-referencing knowledge from one context to another helps with like that, the kind of AO2 and the thinking. Um, I also think they're really good for getting to know the students better, particularly when you take year 12, I think you can sometimes you know, end up having a little chat with them on the journey. You can find things out about them. I think for year 12 as well, they, if, especially if you're in a sixth form or a college where the students um, haven't gone to school together before, it's a good opportunity for them to get to know each other better, like traveling and mixing a little bit more, maybe like across the classes and that kind of thing. So I think it can have good social benefits. Also help your you getting to know the students too. Um, and I think it's good for them to see that sociology isn't just something that happens in a textbook, but it is all around them. And although we can tell them now, we can show them news and documentaries, I think them understanding like just the broader context and also making connections between sociology and their other subjects. So 
students with the, some of the drama students, for example, you know, they were looking at the play from the, their drama eyes and their sociology eyes like at the same time. So I think that's good for that as well. Mm, and was that during the school time that the drama play? Because I was thinking another hack might be doing it, obviously teachers will in, but outside of lesson time, like after school, like yeah, so something like that. Plays and cinemas, you could do the evening showing. That one we went to the matinee, but then that started at 2.30 and our school day finishes at like 3.10. So they only had to miss one period, I think, for us to go to that one or two, or two. So that's the thing. They were not missing a full day. And part of the part of it was a Wednesday enrichment time anyway. So that can be, I mean, that can be a good, um, a good way around it um, yeah, is to yeah, go to yeah. performances. Um, yeah, what other hacks are there? Because you've said like trying to pick out days, because obviously like ways around it. So picking out days when they may have day, double sociology or maybe like, Maybe, maybe go with another subject so they may say it's like politics for argument's sake or law yeah. then obviously they're just missing sociology and law but they would have been in that lesson anyhow are there any other hacks that you sort of think yeah. oh actually that's going to make it more likely that we'll be able to go on the trip yeah going in the summer term of year 12 is a good time towards the end of the term or sometimes towards the end of terms when students are getting like a bit tired anyway um so i did um I did another one in the summer of year 12. And I actually did a couple actually in the summer because I took one small group to a university, ones that were interested in social science for like a social science day. And then we did another workshop at another museum as well in the summer. But the people seem to be more open to the missing time. Once their June exam, like mock weeks out of the way, um, there's a few other trips going on. Um, and then that's quite something you mentioned there. Yeah, going with other subjects is a good thing to do because that can... Um, kind of increase the the benefit and mitigate like the the damage but also it can help you with just the planning like if you go with more other teacher model subjects you can share up like some of the planning tasks or organization tasks of it as well um and that can be so we went to the cinema and the theater we took the drama students with us as well um so that can be a good that can be another good way to approach it i think oh definitely what what um I mean, you've obviously talked about three you've done this year and then you do one in the summer term as well. One like obviously to the university, which is amazing to get that sort of link in as well. So that sort of stretching challenge and those aspirations and, you know, widening participation. What would you say has been like your ultimate better appreciate like where you're located is in South England, but where's been your best trip? Where would you sort of recommend? Preferably free would be nice. <laughs> Um, I actually, when in a previous um, role, I actually did a residential to Liverpool that I basically created myself. It was like a three day trip. We stayed in a youth hostel um, and we did, we went to like the slavery museum. We did like a walking tour of Chinatown. Um, we, I was teaching work at the time. So we went to the Land Rover factory and they do like a school's talk, but like you have a factory tour and see like the Land Rover being made or Range Rover being made. But they also do a talk about the the changing nature of work and production. And you can actually see which parts of the car are automated and which parts are like handmade. Um, and we also made up our own like crime tour. So there's obviously been quite a few high profile um, crimes in Liverpool, like Jamie Bolger and um, Reese Jones and things. So we actually we because we had a coach we actually made up our own tour and took them around and then they had like a little workbook where they had to then link some of the theory they knew about crime to these particular crimes that happened there so i'd say that's probably um the, that's probably the most ambitious probably um one biggest one i've done but so obviously since i became a mum as well i haven't a residential would be a bit tricky for me so i haven't done any residentials for a while but um 
that was really good. And obviously taking children from the south of England to Liverpool was good because they just don't understand anything really about the north and um, like post-industrial towns and things like that. So I felt like that was really good for them. Because also we were doing culture and identity as well. So in terms of class identity and stuff, I think that was useful. Oh, amazing. I'm, just, I'm, I'm actually, I mean, when I'm thinking trips, I'm thinking one in, one in year 12 and, and then maybe a residential the following year if, if, if people can do that. But to do that volume of trips, that's like really, really inspirational. I know for some people the drawback is is sometimes the cost. I know that I was I was personally thinking of doing a residential again. That's why I used to do I used to take kids to like, students to Berlin and places like that. Um, but obviously with the cost of living, I'm you know I'm fully aware of that. What other than sort of like looking for places that potentially are free, um, what other I suppose are the drawbacks for, for trips because I was thinking like health and safety is my other one and other things. What other drawbacks are then, and how how do you get around them? Are you sort of aware of? Yeah, so I think cost is definitely one, and the school that I work in has got a high proportion of free school meals. And although some students will get their trips free on bursary, you've always got to be mindful of those students that are on the borderline between getting help and not getting help, or actually tipping into the not getting help category, but obviously not having loads of disposable income. So I do try to do uh, like free and cheap trips where I can. Um, so the uh, the film festival one is always free, and also in London you get the you can get the free transport for London travel tickets if you go outside of the rush hour. So I try to book it so we get the free travel as well. Um, also, just making use of student discounts and things. Um, a lot of the museums and workshop type things, and even the theatres, they will do cheaper student discount tickets like at certain times. Um, and some of the places also do them. They make it cheaper for you if you do have a high proportion of students on free school meals. So the Museum of Justice, for example, I think if it if you're if it tips more than eighteen percent of your students on free school meals, they reduce the price for you. Um, so I try to keep when it's a day trip, I try to keep it at maybe a max of ten pounds per person, um, if I can. Um, but obviously we're lucky because we're in London and we've got that quite a lot of things on our doorstep. And if you're having to get a coach to go to places, then that does like ramp up the cost quite significantly and obviously that's a bit more prohibitive but then most i would say most places you're in probably in commutable distance of a of a crown court um so i've done crown court trips quite a few times to go in and um you know see a, a court case um there also are some schemes as well like there's one for schools with that have got a high proportion of students from diverse backgrounds called the diversity judge scheme and they will send judges into your school and you can sometimes make a connection with them that they may then help you make make the kind of court trip easier for you um and uh yeah so i'd say probably cost is the main one um in terms of health and safety and risk assessments and things if you haven't done a trip before and you're worried about it a good thing is to just um, volunteer to go on someone else's trip from another subject and just get a little idea of like you know what kind of things they're doing to keep the students safe, you know, in terms of head counts, what information they're giving the students, you know, making sure they've got phone numbers, you know, ratios, how they're managing the students on public transport or crossing the road. So I think if you're a bit nervous about it or you're new to teaching, um, then I think going on a couple of other trips just as a more of a helper first is a good way to get a little bit more confident before you uh, uh, organise your own trip. 
Yeah, definitely. Because I think for them, it's like, until you've been on one, you might like think to yourself, I'd really like to go on a trip. Like, I know for me, I feel like my confidence, because I haven't been on a trip for such a long time um, because of COVID and then I've said like courses overload of teaching, having children, I'm like, ah, no many more juggle, uh, plates to juggle sort of thing. Um, but actually, it might be just nice to go and, and join a trip and sort of understanding what the, the policies are for, for safeguarding and risk assessment for a trip in, in practice. Obviously, you might read it, but actually be going in as a helper, um, seeing how the paperwork is created as well, that might be really helpful. That's a really, really good trip. Uh, trip? Good technique for a trip, I meant to say. Yeah. Um, is there anything I, else? I mean, obviously, you've, you've written an article about uh, trips for the, the sociology magazine. Is there anything else you think would be worth top tips for taking trips um i would say if you're just starting out and you want something that's local and and cheap then i would say maybe approach a local university and just find out if they are either offering a kind of social science like day or lecture or taste a lecture of any kind or they're prepared to put one on and host you maybe for an afternoon um because a lot of local universities will do that you know it's in their interest to promote to local students nearby you know it's a mutually beneficial arrangement so i would say making contact with the sociology department at your local universities could be a good uh, starting point and also the crown court thing as well just because that should you know you should have, have one fairly local and that would be free um but also yeah the things that i've put in the the recent update magazine that's just been published by tutor to you um, mainly museums with workshops, so they all have like education officers, so you can call them, talk through what they're going to do, maybe what you want your students to get out of it. Sometimes they will tweak things for you, emphasise things, focus a bit more on particular things. You know, if you're concerned about the students finding like it's not, you know, directly relevant to their specification or whatever, then often just a little call and chat with those people. They can they can tailor things to to what you need. Um, and then also just yeah finding out if you've got local networks like what other trips people are doing locally or if anyone's got any connections or contacts um that can help you um but i'm also a big fan of getting people in so if you are you know a little bit nervous initially make contact with a university and see if you can get one of the lecturers from sociology or criminology to come in and do a talk and then you can kind of often build a relationship with them like a reciprocal arrangement um, and that can be a nice little baby step into then maybe taking the students out um, somewhere. Oh, amazing. It's such, such good ideas, isn't it? Like I think I think it's getting back into practice. And like you said, like you were straight back into the trips again. I think for, for lots of us, it was something that we stopped for such a long period of time or it felt like a long period of time and getting back into it. Or people that have never been on trips because they trained without that sort of that yeah. support there in place. So actually it's about putting themselves out there and, and thinking to yourself, well, actually, I know so-and-so is doing trips, I'll join on with them. Um, so I feel like, I feel inspired by listening to you. I feel like there's two that I definitely need to do this, or not this year, because obviously we've only got a couple of weeks left. Um, but for this academic year, I feel that I definitely think get a, a university trip workshop would be great um, at a university and a court, a court trip for sure. I know as well, if, I mean, they're a bit more expensive, but... I know if you went with like a, a tour operator, if you were thinking about residentials, um, they often are really good because they're obviously covering all the health and safety and their specialism is that. I know that you you created your own trip, but sort of 
you are paying for a little bit more with those sort of organised companies, but they sort of cover all those bases and then insurance is all in place. They have connections. They can sometimes get better prices. So if you do want to do, um, I would say in another country, I think it's well worth using one of those companies because they can get flights on hold, whereas you wouldn't necessarily be able to reserve them without paying and things like that. And um, that's the other thing. I think one of the other complications as well sometimes is the finance element of it, if you are paying. Um, and sometimes, like I don't know, finance departments can have a bit of a backlog of things and it can be fe can seem a little bit stressful because you'll be, the company is going to want you to pay. You've got to try and get the money off the students. You've got to get into finance. They've got to pay the invoice. And that can be a headache, you know, that kind of administration. But I just think you need to be, as you need to kind of be ready to do all your school's paperwork and letters at the same time that you're um reserving the tickets but most museums and the theaters as well they will do for schools they'll let you hold the tickets without paying for like a certain number of weeks so that you can organize that um and then get the things and they often will extend the invoice deadline a little bit if you call them up and just explain you know that there's a bit of a delay in your finance team or something so um that can that can be a little headache, but don't let it put you off because it is worth it. And it's just mm. nice for us to get out of the classroom and see something different, isn't it? And as well, I think it helps, oh. uh, you know, keep it fresh. Oh, definitely. And I think sometimes you might go for a certain trip, but then have an unintended consequence as a result. Like um, I remember taking students to London and I, I don't live that far from London, but um, there was a couple of students that hadn't been on the train before into London, although I live relatively close. So that in itself was enrichment for students you know what I mean let alone the trip itself um, and then getting into London and you know we went we I think we went to the clink that the museum in London then but ultimately we were still walking along the South Bank around that way and so there was so much on offer there and you know went I think we stopped at Brick Lane so there's like lots of things that are additional to your actual trip that you don't get within the classroom setting and uh, like you said you watch a documentary and that's it and you could probably get quite a lot from the documentary but there's also something in the walk going yeah. into a cafe all those sort of life skills as well that you can get by being a different demographic environment you know seeing different things a town that looks different to yours you know all this kind of thing is all really beneficial i think Oh, definitely. Well, I'm I'm inspired, and I I am going. <laughs> and I think another person you need to get hold of is you should. I'm just seeing something Duncan's just put on my chat, and I feel like I need to say it. You could come to obviously the Tutor You Cinema workshops. That is also a great trip. I, was, <laughs> I had to say it like that as well. I was going to say that. I didn't want it, but yeah. I mean, last summer I did do the bring some students to the Great Brewster as well, and that is. And our at our school we're in for year thirteen in the spring term. The only trips we're allowed to do um, are revision conferences. So um, that would be my number one for year 13 spring term would be the grade booster. Um, so, uh, yeah, don't forget that one. And that's a, that's a nice that's a nice trip as well, because students could go shopping in Westfield or wherever they are afterwards as well. So, yeah, definitely. Um, that's a nice day out as well. That's a nice day out. <laughs> but yeah, I do feel inspired. I do feel that something I, I need to get back into and, and organising. And I think like all schools, it's getting familiar with your policies within your school on taking trips. And there will be a designated trip person within the administration team. Um, and book. It should be a trip handbook in most schools that you could print mm. out and it should have forms you need and things. But yeah, I would say if you're worried about that, just go on someone else's trip and see if you can also have a look at their paperwork or help them do their paperwork and just to build up a bit of confidence before you go. 
There we go. Might see some of our listeners out on a trip somewhere. We'll all be going over the next <laughs> couple of months and be like, oh, bumping into people at like museums and yeah. stuff. Going, oh, you're a fellow sociology teacher. Did you listen <laughs> to Anna's podcast? Um, so you started a wave of people. Um, the uh, tourist industry in the UK are, are, are jumping with joy. Yeah, I'm going to be like the sociology tourism influencer. <laughs> there we go. There's a job in that. There is. There's an Instagram page for sure. Um, but thank you for your time, Anna. I really appreciate that. And yeah, I feel like you started a started a movement there. Good. I love it. I'm the pioneer. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Well, I'm definitely inspired. I feel that's what I'm going to do. Oh no, because you've got to act on things now. So no, I'm going to do it this side of. of of the break so I'm gonna get in touch with the people that need to start that ball rolling for sure so thank you thank you for bringing it to our forefront I think it's really important definitely and I think like it takes away from just exams exams sort of yeah. pressure as well I think it gives another dynamic so thank you for your time and I really really appreciate it you're welcome thank you for having me all right you take care look after yourself bye bye the sociology stuff room is brought to you by tutor to you sociology Find us at tutortoyou.net forward slash sociology or follow us on Twitter at tutortoyousoc or Instagram at tutortoyousoc. You can also join our very lively Facebook groups for sociology teachers. See you soon.